0: Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I am your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, and this is officially episode 3, week 3 of season 2 of the 2020-2021 school year, coming at you on this Labor Day weekend. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of August 31st through September 4th, our third week of virtual distance learning in this week's second segment biology news in the world i'll share some of the biggest headlines in biology that are making waves in the news world today and in our final segment we visit mr v's mailbag again we will answer some listeners questions feedback from our mailbag and what i'm calling mr v answers your questions or at least tries to now before we begin the podcast we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment i call mr v needs to pay the mortgage this episode is brought to you by Beast Water. Hey, are you tired of the same old drinks? Looking for something beyond the usual soda, coffee, or tea? Well then, try the new hip TikTok old school liquid craze drink, Beast Water. Oh, yeah. That's right. Beast Water will quench that new thirst your mouth has been craving. With beast water, you'll not only quench your thirst, but you'll get the power of water's beast properties. From its cohesiveness to its great dissolving power, you'll be recharged to conquer the world. So, next time you find yourself outside in extreme heat, cool yourself down with the evaporative cooling power of beast water. Main ingredient in beast water is dihydrogen monoxide. Side effects of beast water may include frequent urination, uncontrollable sweatness, frog licking, wet palms, flatulence, and wasting time watching TikTok videos. And we're back. And thanks once again, beast water for sponsoring the show. But now it's that time to hit that rewind button and recap the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. So for this week's content slash concept recap of the week, I'm going to focus on two of the five properties of Beast Water. And it's the two that are closely related. Water's high specific heat and water's high heat of vaporization. So let's review water's high specific heat, which we can summarize into a very simple phrase. Water resists temperature change. In other words, it takes a lot of heat, a lot of input of heat, or it has to lose a lot of heat for water to change its temperature. yeah! So, why does water have high specific heat? Well, like most of the beast properties of water, we can trace it to the hydrogen bonds it makes with other water molecules. You see, it takes a lot of heat or it needs to absorb a lot of heat to break those hydrogen bonds, and it needs to release a lot of heat when hydrogen bonds form. This gives water its high specific heat, its resistance to change its temperature easily. And just to give you a quick example of water's high specific heat, it's the reason you can burn your fingers by touching the metal handle of a pot on the stove when the water in the pot is still lukewarm. That's because water has 10 times the specific heat of iron, which has a very low specific heat. Now, the most important thing to remember is how does this benefit life on our biosphere? Well, first, large bodies of water like oceans and lakes act as heat sinks. Now, what does that mean to act like a heat sink? Well, oceans and large lakes can absorb and store a huge amount of heat from the sun in the daytime and during the summer while only warming up a few degrees. Then, at night and during the winter, they release that heat back into the atmosphere, warming the air around those areas. This is the reason coastal areas generally have milder climates than inland regions, like cities on the California coast, like San Diego, whose average yearly temperature is about 74 degrees Celsius due to the Pacific Ocean acting as a heat sink. However, the bigger benefit to life is that water's high specific heat stabilizes ocean temperatures, allowing life to thrive in marine environments. In addition, because most of a living organism is composed of water, they are more able to resist changes in their own temperature than if they were made of a liquid with a lower specific heat. Now, a property that is closely related to water's high specific heat is water's high heat of vaporization, which we can summarize to that it takes a lot of heat to change water from its liquid state to its gaseous state. (laughs) Oops, sorry, wrong gas. Now, why does water have high heat of vaporization? Well, it's those hydrogen bonds again. It takes or needs to absorb a lot of heat to break all four hydrogen bonds and keep them broken and allow a water molecule to make their exodus from a liquid to a gaseous state. Oops, sorry, once again, wrong gas. Now, how does this property benefit life? Well, it helps moderate Earth's climate by being a major part of the water cycle, the evaporation part, which then allows it to condense in the air and come back as rain. But it also helps stabilize temperatures of lakes, ponds, and even helps in preventing a lot of living organisms from overheating in the process of evaporative cooling. Yes, a big part of water's high heat of vaporization. Wow! Now, evaporative cooling is the process that as a liquid evaporates, the surface of the liquid that remains behind cools down. Now, this is because the hottest molecules, those with the most kinetic energy and heat, are the ones most likely to leave as a gas. Which leaves cooler liquid molecules behind. Awesome. Now, evaporative cooling helps stabilize oceans, lake, and pond temperatures, but also prevents several organisms from overheating. For example, humans. Now, as humans, when we get hot, we sweat. Well, that sweat is a good thing because as that sweat evaporates away from our skin, it leaves cooler water molecules behind, preventing us from overheating and possibly getting a heat stroke. Cool story, bro. Now, this also explains why on humid days, evaporative cooling doesn't really work that well because we tend to feel more discomfort and kind of distress from heat because the sweat off our skin doesn't evaporate away due to the high concentration of of water in the air which might lead us to get overheated a lot easier here's a fun fact about evaporative cooling kangaroos which don't really sweat and you know live in australia where their temperatures match or even exceed these of san antonio well how do they handle their overheating issue well since they don't sweat what they do is they lick themselves or they'll spit on themselves and they allow that saliva to evaporate away which leaves cooler water molecules behind which prevents them from overheating. Cool story, bro. So hey, if you're outside and it's hot and you're not sweating, hey, maybe you should lick yourself or maybe spit on yourself and try to cool yourself in that way. No, you shouldn't. You should immediately seek shade and definitely get some water because you're probably dehydrated. Gross you nasty well that wraps up our content slash concept of the week recap make sure to review all five beast properties of water and the ph scale along with bases acids and buffers for the upcoming quiz over chapter three <laughs> This just in from the E211 newsroom. An Easter egg for the upcoming quiz has just dropped. Here's your Easter egg. Make sure to remember how the five beast properties of water help benefit life. Also, make sure you know the basics of the pH scale, low numbers acidic, high numbers basic, and that when you move up or down one level in pH, you either increase or decrease tenfold the concentration of hydrogen ions. You know, the more H pluses or hydrogen ions, the more acidic that solution will be, the less hydrogen ions or less H pluses or more hydroxide ions, the more basic that solution will be. One last Easter egg. Guys, make sure you go back and review your experimental design, your scientific method. Make sure you understand what an independent variable is versus a dependent variable, a control group versus an experimental group, and what constant variables are as well. That concludes our Easter egg hints. And now for our second segment, Biology in the News, where I'll share some of the biggest headlines that are making waves in the world of science today. So let's go ahead and jump into our first story, Plant Protein Discovery Could Reduce the Need for Fertilizer Yes, Reachers have discovered how a protein in plant roots controls the uptake of minerals and water, a finding which could improve the tolerance of agricultural crops to climate change and reduce the need for chemical fertilizers. This would be an awesome substitute for chemical fertilizers, which can sometimes cause pollution when they run off into lakes, rivers, and oceans, not to mention it could be safer to use around the human population. Here's a second story, one dealing with COVID 19. A recent research shows how a bioengineering technique to boost production of specific proteins could be the basis of an effective vaccine against the novel coronavirus that causes COVID 19. Yes, scientists manipulated a natural cellular process to ramp up levels of two proteins used by the virus to infect other cells, package the protein boosting instructions in nanoparticles and inject them into mice. Within a month, the mice had developed antibodies against the SARS CoV 2 virus, which is a virus very similar to COVID 19. So some promising results from this study. Cool story, bro. And our last final biology headline, declining antibodies and immunity to COVID 19? Why the worry? So another COVID 19 story. Now, most people are aware that testing for antibodies in a person's blood can show Show if someone has had a specific disease, such as COVID-19, those antibodies provide protection from getting the disease again. But a paper published in the New England Journal of Medicine shows researchers have found that antibody levels decline in individuals who have recovered from COVID-19, dropping by half every 36 days. Now, does that mean people who have recovered from COVID-19 have lost their immunity? Well, probably after a while, they will. Hence, why you have possibly been hearing that we will have to get COVID-19 vaccines every year or so to maintain our immunity. But these studies are still early and more research and results have to take place to ensure we have strong evidence to support our claims. Cool story, bro. Well, that's it for this week's Biology in the News, recapping some of the biggest headlines making waves in the world of science today. And now for our final segment. Mr. V's mailbag, where I'll answer some listeners' questions, feedback sent via email, Instagram, or Google Classroom. You've got mail. So this week, we only have one email question, feedback, and it's from username Jaguar for life And this person states, Hey Mr. V, long-time listener, first-time writer, first, love the podcast, keep up the great work. Now, my question is, I noticed that you love all things Marvel, so who is your favorite Marvel character? from the MCU movies? Well, thanks for the love, Jaguar for life, and that is an excellent question, and a tough one, but I would have to say, right now, it would be pretty much a tie between Thor and Hulk. Hulk! Smash! That's right. Ever since Thor Ragnarok, they've been my favorite. A great combination of wit, charm, and comedy. Uh, their interplay with each other in Ragnarok and uh, Avengers Endgame just brings joy to my heart. So, once again, I would have to say Thor and Hulk. Now, it has changed throughout the movies. At one time, you know, Cap was my favorite, then Iron Man, and then Doctor Strange. But once again, right now, Hulk and Thor are definitely going to be my go-to characters when it comes to all things Marvel. Avengers! Assemble. Well, that's it for Mr. V's mailbag. Hey, do you have a burning question or feedback about the podcast or me, Mr. V? Well, send over an email or record a voice message and send it via email to ovelas at nisd.net. And it just might be on the next podcast. Now, before we end the show, a couple of reminders and announcements. First quiz on Tuesday for B Day, Wednesday for A Day. Make sure to get your study on over Beast Water. Also, make sure to review or read chapter three from your Campbell textbook that you should now have access to. Make sure to check out that study area section. Great resources to help you be more successful on quizzes and exams. (music) And talking about exams, our first exam is now set for September 15th for B day and September 16th for A day, covering lab safety, experimental design, CER, basic chemistry, and beast water. Oh. Well, that's it for episode three, week three of season two of Evolving with Mister V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive, Sound Bible, and Zapsplat for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Entertainment Seven Twenty, a Velasquez Production Company. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Also make sure to follow the Evolving with Mr. V Instagram page, keeping you informed of all things AP Dual Credit Biology. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, make sure you're reading chapter three from your Campbell's textbook. The next motel found ourselves in